welcome back to another week of Horror Movie Horrors. And it's bird week, so that means we gotta keep them screaming a whole new way, don't we, Rob? Yes, we do. Can I get a Kaya? Kaya? That was brought to you by Shauna, her funny-ass joke. Okay, so let's jump right into it. Uh, so, oh, Shauna's movie choice of the week was, go ahead. <laughs> Birdemic Shock and Terror. And if you know this, I am sorry. If you've seen this movie, I am sorry. I had not seen this movie, even though it stars my future ex-wife, Whitney Moore. Uh, yeah, I had never seen this, and my fucking guy, it was awful. Shauna compared it to The Room, and I don't know which one's worse. She believes this one, I, I don't know. I told you, it's used in the same sentence as The Room, a lot. But, this one is way worse because the sound editing alone. Yeah, you can really hear what they were saying half the time. The background was just so loud. And the bird sounds were so <laughs> Literally, every bird made the same sound. It was so bad. and The same movement, too. <laughs> yeah, the, the CG birds were awful. Uh, CG seems strong for clip art bird. It's so bad. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. We literally finished this movie, and what did you say to me, Rob? I told her that she has damaged our relationship irreparably. Like, there's no way we come back from this. There's before Birdemic, and then there's after, and the paradigm shift is awful. I'm, I don't even know if I love her anymore. I think we're keeping it together until Ripley gets 18 and can move out on her own. You guys should see Ripley's face right now. Yeah, she... The shock and terror she, is hers. She didn't watch it, but she heard it. I know she did. It changed her. Um. So anyways, uh, you got any info about this movie? Anything you want to talk about? So, this movie... By the way, real quick, interjection. Surprise, last week... The third one came out. A third one. I'm leaving that floating out there for everybody. You guys can go watch the trailer. It just dropped. It's it's Birdemic 3 Sea Eagle. Yeah. And I did look it up. This is apparently the sequel that he wanted to make originally. The writer and director of this film. Don't worry. It still looks just as janky. How more? Because you know technology has advanced, and he did not keep up with it. So this movie came out in 2010. I know. It is supposed to be an homage to the birds, the Alfred Hitchcock classic. It's not. And I'm pretty sure the day that this came out, Hitchcock rolled in his grave and threw up. Like, yeah, it's... Has a solid 1.5 rating on Letterboxd. Out of how many? Five. <laughs> oh, that's more than I thought. Yeah, I think the lowest you can give it is a half. Sorry. I know. So, it stars Alan Blah, however you pronounce it. Yeah, I don't know. B A G H. 
doesn't matter. And I 100% believe that he wrote this movie so he could see Whitney Moore in a bikini and to make out with her. Because there's literally no explanation why else this movie has been made. Yeah. Ew. And it is... Uh, Whitney Moore has gone on to do quite a bit of stuff. Um, she was on DC Daily for a while. Um, she went on to be in Satanic Panic. She actually came back for Pandemic 2, but she said no to the third one, thank God. And a little bit of housekeeping already. Uh, Rob pointed out that it's James Yoon that wrote it, but uh, from what I understand... The Alan guy, the one that stars in this movie, helped co-write it a little bit and probably helped co-direct scenes. it. Yeah, probably specifically those two scenes, I'm guessing. Um, but both shame on both of them, anyway. Like either that or that guy was just being a real bro. Like yeah, like this movie was done for ten thousand dollars in 2010, but it looks like it was done for ten dollars. Like, I'm pretty sure I did school projects that cost less than this and looked way better. Looked better. <laughs> you know, one thing that I pointed out while watching this movie is I've never, there's never been a movie ever made, ever, where everything just went so perfect for everybody. Oh, like, yeah. the guy, the main guy, I don't, I'm not fucking remembering their names. Uh, Fucking tech salesperson. His company gets sold for billions of dollars. Then he gets an investment of ten million dollars for his other side company that he's doing. That he decides to do on a whim, like yeah, just for funsies. Uh, Natalie, which is uh, Whitney Moore's character, I will remember her because I love her. Uh, she's a freaking local model that gets a job. Sports or uh, for Victoria's, Victoria's Secret. Secret, and like people are really excited for her. Like that's kind of a big deal, but not really. But I assume in twenty ten it was. And I mean, if somebody was going to be a fashion model and they got, they just went from being in what was it like a a one hour photo or something like yeah, that. Yeah, one hour photo photo shoot. Yeah, one hour photo photo shoot. And then like they're like, oh hey, by the way, you're on the Victoria's Secret runway. Like, and everyone was like, oh, is that good? And yeah. Like, ah, yeah, I'm really excited. I think it'll be a good starting point for my career. That's like most people's ending point, you know? Yeah, like, everything just went perfect. And then they were attacked by, like, three birds, maybe. And that took, like, I'm going to say 40, a good 40, 45 minutes to even get to that point. And you're kind of glad that because birds are rough. Yeah, it's so bad. Like, I cannot express how bad this movie is. Yeah, make sure you go and watch like a no, no, small no, clip. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. No. It goes like this. It goes like this. In order. Top three worst movies of all time. Oof. Shit. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say Halloween ends for Demic the Room. Just in that order, they're that awful. 
so you're following around these two people that have like the most perfect lives that never anything goes wrong and both of them are just living their best little weird lives and with their BFFs uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono that is who the director said they wanted to emulate for their best friends to the point where during an awkward little sex scene, makeout scene, I don't know. It was weird. Where she was wearing like a really awkward bikini. Yeah. And he's fully dressed. Yeah, and like in the background, like entering the scene, there is a, in their room, just a poster that has the website for Yoko's website, imaginepeace.com. And it stays prominent in that scene when the girl's taking a phone call, talking to her best friend, who just happens to be dating her boyfriend's best friend. What the fuck? They had no idea. Yeah, and then next scene, they go out for a double date, and this bitch is wearing a t-shirt that says imaginepeace.com. Like, what the fuck? Um, so... You're dealing with these people's weird lives, and the main guy's acting ability is about, like, a busted open can of biscuits. 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 Like, you're like... Biscuits have no charisma. Yeah, he's got no charisma. He's, like, he's just, like, randomly saying shit, and he's, like... Every conversation you see between the two of them is, like, him bragging. And she's like, he's so down to earth. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The friends, like, after their company gets sold, the friends driving a remote-controlled Ferrari in the office where they just had this meeting, hiding it fucking somewhere, probably up his ass. I don't know. And hits him. He's like, oh, that's funny, man. Not not high, just fucking dumb. And he says, you should get yourself a Ferrari for your supermodel girlfriend. She likes Ferrari. She likes cars. No, she's not materialistic. She's my Ferrari. What the fuck does that even mean? I don't know, but I would be insulted. I would assume that, like, if you came up to me and, like, yeah, you're my Ferrari, like, is that a... Like, are you trying to say you want to ride me? Or, like, what? Like... Are you saying that I'm very expensive and I come from Italy? Like, I think, like, I don't know. I don't know. I got nothing. This is, I got nothing. This movie is fucking stupid. <laughs> I got nothing. And so the birds start attacking and everything. If you can call it that. Yeah, they start clipboarding everywhere. Is that better? Yeah. So basically, your screen shows these birds, and like they are literally making the same motion. It literally looks like a eagle gift that you put on your third grade presentation of eagles. Like it is so horrific. It's bad. With this awful, like same noise, like every time, and. They're going through and you know, doing the whole disaster movie thing. We gotta get gas and all this stuff. And they're getting attacked and people are getting attacked. And 
<laughs> like, this is one of my favorite, like, stupid parts of the movie. Is that in two separate instances, they find a little boy and a little girl, roughly the same age. Like, the little kid, like, both of them are, like, hiding under a car or something crazy, you know. And for some reason, like, they're like, oh, yeah, my parents just got pecked to death in front of me. I'm totally fine. Hey, let me pull out this PSP I managed to grab out of the car before, like, I got, my parents' eyes got plucked out of their face. And, like, like legit, there's a whole scene where they're playing a PSP. And they're like, I'm hungry. I'm this. Like, there's zero, like, I, I wish I had my mom. Like, there's zero of that. Like, they just make the little happy little family. And I think the only time they really complain is just, like, that they're hungry and that, like, there's one point where they fish and have seaweed that they gather from the beach because that's super easy to do, I guess. In the Tupperware container. Um, and they're like, well, we want a Happy Meal. I want a Happy Meal. And I'm like, you know what? Bitch, me too. But, like, bitch, they out of Mario toys right now. So, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? They fucking suck. <laughs> and, oh, God. Like, I think the part about them eating the seaweed is, like, they just, like, snatch the fish. Like, you found a fishing pole. And this is a real scene. I want you all to listen to this and understand that this is a real scene. I am hungry. I am hungry. We need to get some food. Okay. Pulls over the side of the road. Dude fucking gets out. Goes to the trunk of his van. Opens the hatch. is like, oh, hey. Here's a fishing pole. Oh, hey. Here's an oven. What? And they go fish and they, like, fill it with seawater, I guess? I don't fucking know. Ocean water? And they just boiled this fish. Like, and then the next scene, the shit looks like fucking pulled chicken. Like, I don't get it. I don't get yeah, it gross. what this movie's about. And then the kid's like, I don't want this. I want a Happy Meal. Which, throughout the movie, this hippie dude says, oh, have you noticed that they're only attacking people at gas stations and in their cars? And then the kid mentions what a happy meal again, and the birth tax. Like, were they attacking capitalism? I know that, like, An Inconvenient Truth was a big inspiration. Oh, wait, I, that's the movie it, they went and saw. Yeah, yeah, they went and saw An Inconvenient Truth, and all of a sudden, everybody that went to see it has changed. I care about the environment now. I want you to know, when I say film and movie, those words do a lot of heavy lifting. With <laughs> like, a lot of it. Anyway. Like, is it, are the birds attacking capitalism? And then, how convenient that these fuckers only run out of bullets at the last minute of the movie. When, like, Prince sent fucking doves to save them? I don't fucking get it. I don't get it. It's, I don't know. So fucking stupid. I think another, like, just so stupid part is that he keeps bringing up the fact that, oh, hey, um, the, my, my Mustang is a hybrid. Plug-in EV. It plug-in EV, and it has a hundred miles per gallon. You know, in 2010, I'm like, first off, there's no hybrid Mustangs. And, at least at that time, for sure. I don't know anymore. But, 
I still don't think any car has a hundred miles per gallon. Like, I don't even think Prius has that. But. Yeah, I don't. He's, like, always bragging about this, like, blue Mustang. Like, it is, like, the coolest car in the whole wide world because it's the plug-in. Like, dude. We get it, you babe. It was, oh my god. Can you believe that this has two more movies? No, I can't. There's a lot about this movie I can't do. Uh, One, that I watched it. (laughs) It was so bad. They had to stop it several, several times. I Um, think, like, the worst part is, is we started watching it while we were on lunch at work. I just ruined the whole fucking day. Like, I thought about that movie for so long. Oh, God. But we did it. We did it. We did it. This Happy Burb Week. This may be one that we don't watch the sequels for. I don't know. Because I'm pretty positive the main guy's in all three of them. Oh, yeah, he is. Oh. Hey, if we get enough comments, we're going to make him watch the other two. Ha-ha. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> okay. Anything else you want to add about this? Uh, no. Uh... And, and I will give it credit. I will give it credit for one thing. It definitely had had a beginning, a middle, and an end, and credits like a movie should have. So it had all like it's like it's like a vegan movie. It's imitation. It's not really a movie, but it has all the parts of a movie. That's rude to vegan food. Oh my god. Okay. Anyways, anything else you'd like to talk about this movie? Uh, no, but let's do a little recap of what we've talked about this week for Bird Week. Okay, go ahead. So, this week we have talked about um, different birds that we would want to fly away from. So, birds that we found in movies that we thought would be either terrifying or terrifying for how they died. Um, or how they infected other people. Okay. So you can check out the full blog on our website. You can see a quick little video on our TikTok of that. Um, we also talked about the book Quackery. Yeah. Which, Donald loves that one. Uh, yeah, that's one of my favorite books. I had to do it because, you know, quack. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Waka waka, y'all hear an Um, it's a book that is the worst ways that we tried to heal ourselves, and we ended up, or you know, like it, it, each section is a different way that we've tried to heal ourselves over the years, and you know. All everything from bloodletting to leeches to you know some of the more ones that I hadn't heard of like I this one still blows my mind that the fact that we are low on um, mummies now is not because we can't find them or they weren't preserved well it's because we were grinding them up and using them as a cure-all Come on, people. Can we can we stop trying cure-alls? Ain't nothing gonna do it. You know, you got your shit for shit. You're not gonna find some magic mummy 
Coke that's gonna heal all your worries. Apple cider vinegar ain't gonna do it either, so. Damn, that one really bothered me, huh? Yeah. Good. Gracious. I like lemons. Yeah? Yeah. And, uh, as always, we have a Trivia Tuesday going on on our TikTok, so check that out if you want to play. Uh, this week's... You get cool fucking stickers. Yeah, if you are the first comment, you get a cool sticker from her logo. And first it glows correct in the comment. freaking dark. First correct comment. First correct one. Yeah. Fair enough. Alright. Uh, what else you got? The... We did a travel Thursday on this awesome oddity store in Louisville, Kentucky called yeah. Unorthodox. Yeah, that is a cool-ass place. Actually, that entire strip is really cool. They just put in a uh, horror bookstore there, too, but no spoilers. That's probably going to be next Thursday. Yes. Um, yeah, they got cool earrings, skeletons, whatever the fuck you want. For a while, they had a spooky-ass baby coffin, which is creepy. Which means somebody's probably going to get it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. That's right. I said did have, didn't I? Yeah. Oh. That's also where I got my awesome... Uh, snake skeleton earrings. Yeah. They are ethically sourced, so don't worry. Um, I did ask. <laughs> and you can, uh, or, you know, our game night this week was us doing a awesome Magic the Gathering match between my snake deck, which and has a bunch of little slithery babies in it. And my angels and demons. And I... Whooped his little ass. He did. He did. Said the she. She's a she. That's fine. I don't care. She's whatever you need her to be. Yep. Hell yeah. And surprise Saturday this week, we showed this really cool video of a spider eating. So trigger warning on that one. Ew. Yeah. I haven't watched it myself. It, if you like that kind of stuff, it's there. If you want to see it, there I know. And. Let's get into the next movie. Are you ready? Yeah. Um, I'm going to call this one by its correct name, Opera, also known as the good one of the week. Yeah. And we're going to take a small break, and when we come back, we will get into that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Welcome back from the break. Ooh. Okay. So we are talking about Dario Argento's Released in 1987 and described as his last full-fledged masterpiece. Hmm. Yes. Uh, you might know him from little hits such as uh, Suspiria, Deep Red. Uh, he was a pioneer in the Jallo uh, genre. Jallo. Jello. Yellow. That one. Whatever that word is, he was a pioneer. <laughs> the Italian murder mystery stories. Yes. Characterized. I, I remember correctly. It's or it's Giallo because it's after the yellow back books. Oh, okay. And like, because if it was a yellow back book, it was like, oh, this is scandalous. Like, mm, yeah. Um, most Giallo films were are. Uh, bloody slasher, very sexy, sexploitation, kind of really goes with our uh, theme here. So, th 
this movie. Now, I will say that I did kind of budget a little bit because, you know, it's not really necessarily about birds, but crows are a big theme in this movie. They actually help figure out who the bad guy is because crows don't forget when you fuck with the family. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Well, and around here, I think it's more fun if we push it how we see fit, you know? Yes. Um, so, I love this movie. I don't know about you, oh, but yeah, I between the it. two, I really think this was the winner, winner, chicken dinner. Um, I The star of the movie was very interesting to me. I don't know if you noticed it or not, but did you ever see the face of the main opera singer that's replaced no the opening was from her POV like you're seeing what she's seeing as uh, she's quitting the opera because of the crows and gets hit by the car and even later in the movie where she's watching the performance of the young uh, soprano that takes her spot you still don't see her her face is still kind of covered up which I thought was very interesting uh, it was a weird way of doing it. And the, uh, real quick, also the poster. Look at that poster. That is gorgeous. Well, it depends on which poster you see. Because, like, the theat- that's the theatrical release poster. Which, we're looking at them now. So yes. You can't see what we're so looking at. But if you, you can look, look up, up and follow them around. Yeah. If you look up the theatrical release poster, it's this beautiful, like, shot of the opera. It has a shot in of the eyes. It has. Which we'll get into the eyes in a minute. But the other poster is kind of, it doesn't show just how artfully beautiful this movie is. Yeah, the other poster kind of looks more like a straight, like, slasher. Yeah, I mean, it. Basic poster. We're not saying slasher movies haven't had good posters, but that's. I would say this is, like, more of a artsy fartsy high, high art film, in my opinion. Yes. Um,. I mean, it's about opera, so... Yeah. So, the movie focuses on um, a young tenor who... Or, soprano. Sorry, I said tenor. My bad. Oh, <laughs> it says it right there. Um, who replaces this woman who quits the opera, gets hit by a car, all this shit. And is a stalker of her that is following her around and just tormenting her. And from the poster, you kind of see... But part of the torment is he the first one, he kills one of her friends, ducks tapes duct tapes her to a pillar, and puts these pieces of tape under her eyes with needles pointing up so she if she closes them, she's basically impelling her eyelids. Yeah. So and, she's forced to watch. Yeah. This guy gets off on it. Yeah, she's forced to watch him kill these people. And even I don't remember if it was the first or second kill. But as he's cutting her down, he's, like, holding her head and saying, I can find you anywhere. And it's so haunting. Oh, yeah. Like, that's so much creepier than, like, like, just kill me. Don't make me, like, torment me and stalk me and make me watch all you kill Um, everybody around me. What's that? Uh, There's a Japanese horror movie. I think it's Japanese. About a cop that is hunting down his family's killer and he like 
puts a tracking device inside of him and lets him go so he can just track him down wherever he is, wherever he wants, and torture him. Kind of gave me that same vibe. And Well, not really. It's fucking far different movies. But still, this is so creepy. And you find out later why the stalker can do whatever what he's doing. Because of who he is in the movie, still. Well, and I really enjoyed that it wasn't just like some random thing. Like, they made it make sense in the story very well. Yes, they did. Um, uh, I kind of almost wish they wouldn't. Like how did a strangers vibe where it's like because you're home. Well, not just that, but like um, Black Christmas or the like, where you don't ever find out. You don't ever see the person. Everything is done from their POV, which I like that they didn't do it from his POV. I think it made it a lot, gave them a lot more options. But uh, if they wouldn't have unmasked him or just left it ambiguous, I think that would have been pretty cool too. But then you wouldn't have gotten the ending that you got, which... I, I, I really like the way the ending wrapped up, personally. Yes, I did too. Um, I like the usage of the crows. Um, it's bird week, so I've got to make sure it ties in somehow. <laughs> yeah, he fucks with some crows, and the crows definitely got him back. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. And one thing I really enjoyed, and... I grew up a theater kid, so... Fucking nerd. I know. I was super in band. Nerd. I can't say anything. But I was also in band. So. But I was also in anime club. We didn't have one because we were too small. So. And in my school, when they did the announcements, none of the teachers knew how to pronounce it, so they called it Anime Club. <laughs> and I'm like, ugh. Fuck. Anyways, go on. So, I really enjoyed how he tied in the... Legend of Macbeth. Yes, yes. That was the opera they were doing was Macbeth. And she was playing Lady Macbeth. And, yeah, go on, explain that. For those that don't know, it's pretty popular in uh, theater lore that Macbeth is a cursed play because usually things go awry when you play Macbeth. So much so that some people don't even want to be in it. Or, like, in this one, she's like, I don't want my debut to be in a cursed play. Like, she almost doesn't choose it, even though it would be her biggest break as a backup, you know. Understudy. Un- understudy. And she's like, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, it... I mean... it That definitely was bad luck. A whole series of bad luck. Yes. That girl is traumatized. I don't even know. actually did a movie with Tom Hanks. There you go. 1986. The last movie was in 1989. That's sad. She was really young. Well, and to me, this movie had a very much a Phantom of the Opera vibe. Very Phantom of the Opera. Very Phantom of the Opera vibe. So, if you watched Phantom of the Opera and you're like, hmm, I like this, but I wish there was more bird mortars, this is what you want to watch. If you want torture, blood, uh, stalkers, yeah, this is definitely the movie for you. It was... It's not the movie for you if you don't like needles. No, 
no. Um, and also, I'll be honest, I was expecting some nudity. Didn't get it. Slightly disappointed. But, got birds. I got some cool-ass crows. I think those were real. Oh, I'm sure they were. I hope the ones that just died weren't real. Yeah. I don't see anything about that on here. Normally, if there's murders of innocent animals, uh, yeah, I don't see anything about it. Now, I will say, um, let's see here, Ian Carlson, Car Carlson, he played Marco. It was his last movie because he contracted HIV and later died. Oh my goodness. So maybe his best is for me. Yeah, he tested positive for HIV after a minor car accident and he died three years after the film's release. Nothing, the car accident did not kill him. I was very confused by the sentence. No. Anyway. So yeah, uh, definitely check this one out. I don't know about your feelings. I don't really oh, have yeah. a lot to I say really about this movie. This. It was freaking great. It was very good. It's really sad when you're sitting here and you're talking about how great this movie is and you want people to watch it, and yet somehow most of this fucking episode is about that stupid-ass Birdemic movie. <laughs> Easier to talk about shit. It is. Like, I, I can't really critique this movie that much. Um, The music during the kills and the torture was oh, so yeah. heavy, dude. It was, it was beautiful. Um, unexpected. Interestingly enough. Yeah, what you got? So, Dario Argento wrote this. He wrote Suspiria. But he also was a composer on Dawn of the Dead. So, and Suspiria. But that's the only two that he was a composer on. But I just saw this fact and I found it super interesting. So, the idea of pins under the eye torture device came from a joke of Argento's. He said it would annoy him when people would look away during the scary scenes in films. He jokingly suggested taping pins under people's eyes so they couldn't look away from the film. And that's how this idea came out. That's really... That's pretty cool. Um, for reading this, that is also one of the big praises of the movie. Is forcing her gaze onto the murder. Which is... Very interesting. Um, there, I will say, I do have a criticism about the movie. So, spoiler alert, if we're going to start talking about slightly towards the ending. Um, so, a lot of her issues, I guess, you would say with doing Macbeth or something, I don't really know. Her mom was a singer. And there are flashbacks, or dream sequences, I guess, where she is like, behind the stage or something and watches her mom be murdered. And she constantly has these dreams. And the guy that's stalking her, she catches a glimpse of him, obviously, because you're fucking being tortured. And she realizes, like, I have dreams about this man from my past and all of this, and he looks exactly like this. So, you're led to believe that the guy is the same guy that murdered her, her mom. I think. But, then, you find out who the killer is. To me, they're about, they're close in age together. Mm -hmm. 
And he even makes comments on how he killed her mom and shit. I'm like, how the fuck was this little girl? Like, did this dude not age at all? Because he's young-ish. She's clearly young. But she was like, looked like between like 7 to like 12. Big range, I know. And it just confused me. I was like, so what the fuck's going on here? But that's my only criticism. If that's the worst thing that I can pick out of this movie, that's fine. I could do like a three hour show about all the things wrong with Birdemic if I wanted to. <laughs> Uh, but laying into the um, curse of Macbeth, mm. there was apparently a bunch of mishaps on set, including one of the freaking actors. What happened to the actor? I can't find anything about it, but uh, that's according to the IMDb page. This dude died uh-huh. during, while making the film. Dun, dun, dun. But, I mean, there are a lot of movies and things that, like, you can be like, oh, well, we were working on Exorcist, and some, you know, somebody died later, and, you know, when you already have that vibe that something's cursed, you know, it's hard to not blame everything on the curse. Yeah, that's true. I think that was one of the big things about, um, on Shudder, Curse Movies or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's a good great show. show. Really good. But even, like, people on there that believed these things made comments about the fact, well, you know, you're making a horror movie, you're kind of already getting a creepy vibe, so if somebody stubs their toe, you're going to be like, oh god, it's cursed. Oh my god, it's cursed. Cursed, cursed, cursed. Well, and that's a lot of marketing, too. Yeah, yeah. If if your movie isn't doing very well, or you don't have faith in it, you're going to be like, hey, you know, somebody died during this movie, it's spooky, you should go see it, or up your DVD sales after, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um... But this movie, though. This movie good. was great. If you like Suspiria, if you like Phantom of the Opera, you will love this movie. Suspiria was good. We'll do that one day. Oh, yeah. Suspiria. I love Suspiria. Yeah, I want to compare it to the new one. I haven't watched the new one yet from 2018. I, I hear, I hear good out. things, though. I can't remember who that had it. I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> While we're on this, right now. I demand to know. So, um, going down. while he's looking that up, I want to know because I'm interested too. The hey, I got the date right. Oh yeah, no, we'll watch it. Yeah, absolutely. Who is it? Uh, it's Dakota Johnson, Tilda Swinton, and Mia Goth. Mia go. Goth is one of my new horror queens. After Pearl X, oh yeah, she's up there for you. She's good, dude. She's very good. She's very creepy. She is. But, um, do you have anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, I think everybody should just watch this movie. It's good. What was it streaming on? What did we watch it on? I'm wanting to say it was AMC+. Plus. I don't know. It really, I, I'm confident it was AMC+, Plus until you tell me which is very well possible. Oh, first thing on our search is Birdemic. So right now, it's on AMC Plus. It's on AMC Plus Roku Channel, Voodoo, 
What's it on free if somebody's got a subscription? Yeah, uh, Voodoo Free. Tubi oh. is on Shutter. AMC Plus, so you get it ad-free, so I'd probably go there. If Honestly, you have it. Yeah, if you have it. Honestly, though, like, I really do think commercials have probably ruined the momentum of this movie for me. Because it flowed so perfectly. It really did. Like, I really don't think that there was a down moment. Unlike Birdemic, that has, like, 40 minutes before you start getting into the fucking quote-unquote horror aspect of it. Uh, yeah, in uh, Birdemic, don't. you can watch on Peacock, Voodoo, Tubi, and Freebie. Um, oh, God. Bring alcohol. <laughs> oh, God. Was- Honestly, and this is a fact, a uh, little known fact, a little Snapple fact for you guys, or however you want to look at it, if you start Birdemic, Okay, start it. Watch two minutes of it. Just get to the, through the awkward diner scene. That's That right there is a really good gauge on how bad it's going to be. And then go leave it playing. Go take a shit and stare into the toilet for another one hour and 50 minutes. You're going to get more plot, better acting, and better special effects from watching that fucking <laughs> toilet. But anyways, yeah. That is my TED Talk. This is Bird Week. Yes, uh, I prayed on it and I meditated and I fucking hate Birdemic but love opera. And uh, let's finish off with our bump of the week. The song choice that we have for Birdemic, or for, for Bird Week, I should say. It better not be the song <laughs> from that freaking bar from Birdemic. Uh, hey, yeah. My family. Okay, that's literally all we can do without paying royalties. So, what's up? What's your what's your bump of the week? I mean, I feel like we're going to have to go with... Which one? Where does the work? Oh! I'm a mow, 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 mow. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Flowers by Miley Cyrus. That's my lady jam of the week. I mean, I guess to be fair, she is kind of flipping the bird to Liam. Yeah, no, we'll go with bird is the word. Um, do you have the artist that sings that? I'll look it up right now. Uh, it's hard to believe that that's a real song. I mean, you could just watch the Family Guy clip of it. <laughs> yeah, you could. But we gotta I want to say it's uh, Oh, it's Surfing Bird. Surfing Bird. Okay. By the Trashman? The, <laughs> you buried the lead there. Surf Rock Band. The trash. Oh, um, let's see here. Oh, it's a combination of two R&B hits by the Rippingtons, Papa Oom Mau Mau, and the Birds. The word. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just my brain just stopped working for a second here. Uh, so yeah, I guess Surfing Bird is the more popular version, isn't it? Yeah, I mean. That's what's on Family Guy. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Yeah, I think we chose that song. I think Sean probably chose that song because sitting through Birdemic, I did think it was a fucking parody that Family Guy made. (laughs) Like, there's no way this is real. No no way. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Okay. And it has two sequels. Don't forget that. Yes, it has two sequels. One just recently came out. uh, Sea Eagle. Um... (laughs) For my own mental health, I will not be watching the other two, at least not in the next two to three decades. Fair enough. Um, 
And in case you were wondering, we did watch the trailer for the third one. It does not look like it got any better. Somehow it looked worse. I, I'm going to assume that they're taking the idea that, oh, hey, this became a cult classic. Let's just keep doing the same thing because that's clearly what people want. Okay. Ugh. Okay. Anyways. So. Surfing bird. Next time, come back for. Mm-mm-mm. One of our favorites. Practical effects. Yes, that is going to be amazing. Because, in my opinion, even a bad movie, if it's got some good practical effects, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm excited about that. I hope everybody else is excited about that. Yes, and uh, I am. They are, clearly. Uh, we have an update to our website. Mm-hmm. So, you can find our website at www.horrormoviewhorse.com Yes, uh, we dropped a Squarespace. We're pretty excited. We decided to go official. Official. I'm not going to lie. We're moving kind of fast. But, mm, excited. Uh, you can check us out on TikTok under Horror Movie Horse. And Facebook, I think. Do we have a Facebook yet? We have a Facebook. I'm not really good about updating it. That's one thing yeah, my goal is to work on. We update TikTok daily, pretty much. Except it's, for when we're on vacation or... Usually at least daily, if not twice a day. Yeah. Uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Horror movie horrors there. Yes. Uh, Shauna is our social media guru, so she's in charge of all that. Yeah. Sometimes I'll put a TikTok. I'm not very good at uh, it. We post a lot of articles on our website, so mm-hmm. make yeah. sure to check that out. Uh, if you want to hear about any of the things that we talked about in the middle of this episode... That's where you're going to find it. Yeah, and I'm going to give a shout out to Shauna because she made that website look so good. When it started, I started it. I, I wasn't good at it. I think you started out very well. Thank you. She's flirting with me. She's thirsty. Um, but she really took that thing and turned it into something amazing. I am proud of her. Now, anything you want to plug for? Uh, pretty soon I'm going to be doing my very first show. First art convention. Well, horror convention, obviously, but she'll be selling her art there. Yes, it is a horror convention, and it's going to be in March, so we'll be covering a lot on that, because we'll be there all weekend. There's going to be a lot of interesting people there. We're going to be going to a Scream showing. I am so excited, and if you ever want to see the kind of art I make, it is very horror-themed and nerdy-themed, and just over-the-top glitter. So much resin and glitter. Oh, my God. And when is that show? March 11th and 12th. 11th and 12th. Fantastic. Um, We will be putting more information about that on our website, Horror Movie Horrors. Com. Yes, I do believe I already put the event up on there. Um, I do have to flush it out a little bit more because I didn't know what all was going on with that, but now I've got more information. I can change that up. Uh, so, obviously, you go see Shauna, but uh, Random Act Sexual. But I want to say that the hand that plays Thing from the Adams Family movies is going to be there. I'm kind of excited. Yes. I don't know why all he was was the hand. I'm into it. But he was the hand in, like, everything, though. Almost. 
I'm into it. I didn't know, like, you know when you say somebody's a hand model, you know? like you would Yeah, think, this is it. This is what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Uh, one of the Jason Voorhees is going to be there. Uh, the, uh, uh, one of the friends from Scream, Dewey's sister, is going to be there. Yes. I'm into that. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of great people going to be there. But the most important is Random Acts Death Show. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah, that's what's selling the tickets. And I wish they would get that and just put her on the front page. But anyways. Fair um, enough. Uh, your TikTok. Get some TikTok. Yeah, it's uh, Random Acts of Extra on TikTok, Instagram. Uh, and the show is in Evansville, Indiana. It's done by RaptorCon. Yeah, I think it's just after horror con yeah it's like evansville horror con yes that's it so, you can find more information about it on raptor con's facebook and website though I think. yes and of course you can always find it on our so yes uh, come back next week to hear our picks for practical effects yes please do and remember always, always keep them screaming, screaming.